You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Mike Conti. Giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station. As we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome on in to the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast. I am Chris Thomas, joined by the head honcho, Mike Conti. And Mike, one thing you've said on this podcast that I had to take note of is no matter what time of year it is, the news never stops. Super Bowl happened on Sunday. We talked about it on Monday. And now... Our very own Grant McCauley is with the Braves for spring training. It's funny how that happens, Mike. Yeah, and what I mean, we also have what the Daytona 500 this weekend, NBA All Star Game this weekend. Like it just it never stops, and then we'll go into March Madness and the stretch drive of the Hawk season. But yeah, Grant's down in in Northport, and uh, I know Grant is super stoked to be there. We're really excited to have him there. It just makes such a difference. Uh, when we can have our own people on the ground embedded with the team. And um, Grant does such a great job covering the team. He has for more than a decade. Uh, he's been synonymous with our Braves coverage at 92.9 the game for many, many years, even though he took kind of a few gap years with us. He left us, and and then we got him back, which we were happy about. But having Grant down there in Northport, I think what our listeners are going to be able to experience is – getting to hear Grant interact with players, uh, members of the coaching staff, uh, Brian Snitker, hopefully the manager, uh, front office people. Grant is uh, so intelligent. And I think if you listen to his show on on Sunday nights, uh, you see how intelligent, how cerebral he is about the game. So you're going to hear some really in-depth, next-level content coming from Grant as he starts to get kind of the inside story and, and just hanging out around the batting cage in Northport. I can't wait to hear it. And it's such a, a great thing for all of our hosts on all of our shows to be able to, to call Grant into the mix and be able to get his firsthand account of what's going on at spring training, because unfortunately it's just not possible to send us all down there and for all of us to be a part of it. So Grant's got a an, an important job, a tough job, but he does it beautifully, and I can't wait to hear that content start to uh, make its way onto our airwaves over the next couple days. And uh, a little nugget for everyone uh, for everyone involved. Relationships are key in the yep. sports radio industry, and through those relationships, we were able to have 
uh, Braves GM Alex Anthopoulos on this week to preview the season, a little primer. So, Mike, uh, how cool was it for you to see that that be sort of the official, unofficial kickoff to the Braves coverage on 92.9? You, you know, it's funny. We, we kick off Falcon season usually by having Terry Fontenot on and before him, Thomas Dimitrov. Uh, in, in many cases, we kick off Hawks season having their GM on. Uh, we kick off Atlanta United season, as we did a couple weeks ago, having Garth Lagerway on uh, when we broadcast live from the training ground. And now we're, we're kicking off Brave season by uh, having Alex Anthopoulos on it. And look, I mean, uh, we are not affiliated with the Braves in any way. We do not have a contractual agreement with them. We do not broadcast their games. Our competition does, and they do a remarkable job covering the Braves. So you're right. It, it comes down to our relationships, our personal relationships with people like Alex Anthopoulos and the relationships that we try to maintain with the team. And Grant is very much on the front line of maintaining that relationship, as was Joe Patrick when he was covering the Braves. He did a great job with it, too. Uh, but a lot of it is up to our hosts and our producers, and this is kind of inside baseball. This is behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, Carl probably has a lot of phone numbers in his phone that would surprise many of you watching right now. Yep. Uh, you and Bo have many phone numbers in your phones that would probably surprise some people. So we don't get the guaranteed access to the Braves that say we get uh, with the Falcons or the Hawks or the Atlanta United because we have contractual arrangements with those teams we carry their games we don't get the guaranteed access with the Braves so we've got to work very hard on maintaining those relationships because we're not going to be handed anything by the team so it's a lot of hard work but um, again Carl and Bo and Stake uh, they, they do a really really good job of staying connected uh, with a lot of people on that team uh, and it's not just the players it, it's Alex Anthopoulos. It's, uh, you know, Bo Johnson having a really good relationship with Brian Snitker, uh, you know, Bo who produces the midday show. Um, it, it's. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver. It's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Having good relationships with players and their agents, uh, it's a lot of different things. It's having connections with people who cover the team on a daily basis. You know, even though we don't broadcast the Braves on our radio station, we cover them as if we do because we're not stupid. We know that the Braves are very, very, very important to each and every person who listens to our radio station. They are very, very integral to the fabric of sports in Atlanta. And whether we broadcast their games or not, we're going to cover them with the same amount of effort and intensity that we do with the teams um, uh, that we have business arrangements with. So um it really dipped week. It started with Alex uh, being on your show. It continues with Grant being down at spring training. Uh, and it will continue throughout the season. Grant's first show is going to be Sunday the 26th of February, and that will continue all the way through the end of the playoffs. The feel like the baseball offseason is shorter than the soccer offseason. Like I'm, I'm wearing this because I have to do an Atlanta United game tonight. Um, it's It's been a very short offseason, but I think – 
the winners are our listeners because they demand that content. They demand the coverage and we're going to give it to them. Yeah. Uh, a little, another, well, we're full of nuggets today. Uh, fans of the steakhouse should stay tuned this week. There is a chance that, uh, another familiar name with the Braves yep. that is very, uh, iconic, shall we say, mm-hmm. should be, uh, joining them later this week as well. And for, uh, Dukes and Bell fans, um, around the yard with the Braves comes back on Thursday. So yep. we will be starting our coverage with Grant uh, doing, if not daily hits, uh, certainly multiple times a week, getting all the latest info from him. So we are uh, we're really excited to get things rocking and rolling again. Um, Mike, we got to talk about this, and it's <laughs> and it is just uh, sometimes you're at a even in the field of communication, sometimes yeah. you're at a loss for words, and. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I will explain. And then I will post a picture of this as the graphic on our main slide on our YouTube channel. So make sure you go check out uh, youtube.com slash 92.9 The Game and you can watch our beautiful faces. But more importantly, I will put a picture of what these disastrous things are as the main title slide. Uh, the Astro Boy red boots have taken over pop culture. And these things, Mike, take, uh, I mean, they're just an affront to all things fashion and fame. And it's just, it's such a just look at me act. So they're basically what Astro Boy is, for those who don't know. It is one of the original Japanese anime cartoons. And it was brought over to the U.S., I think, either in the far back as like the 1960s or the 1970s it was a black and white cartoon eventually got remade into color and it's an iconic it's one of those characters that you've seen in media throughout the year that you might throughout the years that you might not be able to place exactly what it is but you're like oh i've seen that little cartoon character before (laughs) he's astro boy and what he's famous for is wearing these gigantic big red boots that are four times the size of his body that he flies around with and does all his heroics with. Well, those have now made their way into the fashion mainstream, specifically at NBA games. And you see them on red carpets (laughs) and Mike, uh, we've seen a lot of bad fashion trends over the years from the mid two thousands when everyone was wearing jeans that were six sizes too big to uh, the basketball shorts that went down to people's ankles and the ones that went down the opposite way, the Larry Bird era where you were afraid some things might uh, get exposed (laughs) because they were so short. So in NBA fashion and, and, you know, athlete fashion, we've seen a lot of good and a lot of bad, but I think this one might take the cake for the most absurd and the most ridiculous of all time. So here's what I want to know. I I just, went on google shop are did these boots really cost three thousand dollars oh sure they're not for me and you that's oh for my sure. god so so you're wearing something that looks cartoonish like literally cartoonish literally yeah. cartoonish yeah. um they don't look comfortable at all they they certainly clash with just about anything you would wear above the boot line like you you would have to wear i guess kind of bright red and white and i i don't even know what you would wear to to kind of match with the boots uh and you're dropping them 
a, more than a mortgage payment on it. I, I don't get that. Uh, I don't, honestly, the first time I saw it, I, I appreciate your explanation on Astro Boy. I thought it was like a Super Mario Brothers type of homage. Like it, yeah. it reminded me a little bit of a video game character, like um, Super Mario trying to stomp on monsters and and uh, you know use the the shoes as a springboard to jump and hit the question box and everything like that so like i had no idea about astro boy until you're you're primer on that just now um look it's the flavor of the month the the thing that's going to crack me up is five or ten years from now are we going to start to see these astro boy moon boots show up at like goodwill and <laughs> uh you know the salvation army and consignment stores and everything like that because you're right like when I was growing up, you mentioned the oversized jean trend. I mean, that was a huge, huge, huge trend Yeah, uh, in the mid to late 90s. Uh, you know, pant legs that were six times wider than what you actually needed. Um, that was a big trend. You, you mentioned the, the basketball shorts. I, I kind of feel like that started with the Michigan Fab Five when they when they wore the oversized shorts in the I think it was the 1992 NCAA tournament. And frankly, I think that still is a trend. But, you know, so many of these things that seem cool for a minute really just last a minute. And then you're left wondering, why did I spend all my money on something that I'm never going to wear again? Um, but again, these are wealthy person problems. And neither you nor I are wealthy people. And I would no. also say this. I'd also say this. I don't think anyone in their right mind should be taking fashion advice from you and I. I mean, we are by no means. My, my wife, my wife, for Christmas, had to get me a book on like how to dress. Like she's like, you know, you don't do this, but you should really be wearing things in layers like that. Just hear me out on this. Like you should wear. A, a, a shirt and then another shirt over it and then a jacket over it and you'll look really cool it, it it'll look like you're wearing layers and sure enough you know she got me a couple sweaters and shirts and a jacket I'm like okay yeah that, that that does look pretty good but um i you know i had to be told that by my wife like you have a very consistent look chris like you 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 uh very frequently wear shorts you very frequently wear short sleeve shirts uh, you very frequently wear hats. I very frequently wear collared shirts. I very frequently wear jeans. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I might not look good at all. In fact, I probably don't. Uh, so it's kind of like me being the analyst on a Hawks game. Like, I've never played basketball at a remotely high level. Like, should right. I really be critiquing what <laughs> and analyzing, uh, you know, what NBA players who play at the highest level are doing? No. And, and so I try not to do that. I try to stick just to statistics and, and things that can't really be debated. Uh, it's the same thing with fashion. Like, I, I look like a schlub. So I shouldn't be offering really any kind of commentary on, you know, what's, 
proper and improper for people to wear. I'll, I'll leave that to um, oh, who, who was the guy? Was it Mr. Smith who uh, would always have his best and worst dress list? Oh, right, um, right, right, right. They right, would right. do that occasionally on like entertainment. I'll leave it to those guys. Like that, they know. I don't. And no offense to you, Chris, but like, I, I'm guessing you probably would not think of yourself as a fashion expert either. Uh, it's one of the main reasons I chose to work in the industry I work in, Mike. Exactly. What we wear doesn't matter. Nope. We can come in every day wearing pajamas and no one's going to know. Nope. In fact, we've done that occasionally. Yeah, there is there is a, uh, I will not out him, but there is a member of our 92.9 The Game uh, producer team who quite frequently comes to work in those classic uh, red and black sort of patterned, almost... Mm -hmm. uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the fashion trend in the 90s, they're nerva plaid, 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 uh, yep. plaid, plaid yep. pajama bottoms yep. uh, is often yep. during the winter months a staple of this person's wardrobe. My favorite 92.9 The Game fashion decision is the one host we have who will every now and then go to the gym and we'll wear clothes corresponding uh, to what he did in the gym that day. Uh, so for example, if it's legs day, he's always going to wear shorts. <laughs> uh, if it's arms day, he's always going to wear like sleeveless shirts uh, because he wants us to see what he's done in the gym that yes. day. So like if this particular person comes in wearing a tank top up, oh, must've been arms day for him. Or uh, if he comes in wearing shorts, oh, well, must've been legs day for him. That's my favorite 92.9 The Game fashion trend because apparently we all need to be aware of uh, how this person spent their limited time in the gym. See, it would and, and the ironic part for me is if I was and, – and this particular person happens to be in good shape. If I was in good shape, right. I wouldn't need to flaunt it. I would wear yeah. maybe tight-fitting shirts to show off what I'm doing, but it's not like in-your-face – here's my bulging biceps or bulging calf muscles. You yeah. know, I would, I would be a little bit more conservative, but you know what, Mike, we say to each their own, to each their own, whatever works, whatever works. We had an intern here. Uh, like you and I are of, um, of size. I think we could say, I Husky mean, I'm, gentlemen. Much, yeah. I'm much, much more corpulent than you. Uh, <laughs> like I, I'm trying to slim down to get to your level. Uh, but, but we're both, um, you know, we have a few extra, well, Chris has a few, I have more than a few extra pounds. We had an intern here, a, this was a long time ago, maybe eight or nine years ago, who was of size, uh, a little bit larger. And, uh, he used to always wear basketball jerseys to work, which is okay. Like I get it. We were a sports talk radio station. We all love sports, but like when you're of a certain size, You've got to be a little bit careful about if you're going to wear a basketball jersey, there's like this line you get to where you have to wear an undershirt. Oh, and I don't think he was aware that he was like over the line. Oh, so, he didn't wear an undershirt underneath? No, 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 no. Oh, no. my so it, there was a, it was uncomfortable. Like, oh, seriously, it was man. uncomfortable. Oh. And no one really knew how to handle it or what to say. We had another guy who worked here who – like his t-shirt size was like one size too small for what he should have been wearing. And it didn't quite, the t-shirt did not quite cover 
like all the way down to the belt line, if that makes sense. So there was spillage. Oh God, poor guy, Mike Bernard. God love him. God rest his soul. Mike Bernard, one of our original producers who worked here. Uh, and he has since passed away. I, I miss him like crazy. He used to always joke up. Oh, Guess the underbelly's out today, and that's what—that's literally what it was. There'd be spillage, and you'd see the underbelly. So, uh, yes, it, it, I think your point is extremely well taken. We've kind of veered off uh, to a tangent here, but uh, we don't work in our industry because we look good or dress well. Uh, we work in our industry because we like to entertain, and hopefully, you all like hearing us talk. Uh, I get it all the time when people put my voice to the, the face. They're like, oh, you look like that? Yeah, I said, yeah, try being my wife. I'm having to look at it every day. So we, we get that all the time. But uh, we are not in any way, shape, or form professing ourselves to be fashion experts. Let's just make that clear. No, but those boots, still awful. Awful. All right, let's finish this up with something that you certainly don't see every day in our Hall of Fame audio. Um, we know stadium proposals are a thing, Mike, uh, which I think is so tacky and so cliche. I would never propose at a ballpark unless like a team, like almost like you you and your wife with Penn State. Like Ooh, a, a, even, a, then, even then, I don't okay. know. No, yeah. it's a faux pas no matter what. Yeah. Okay. So this couple took it one step further. They got married on the floor of the court of the Dallas Mavericks game game, which they lost by the way. So they will forever remember that. Yes. On our wedding day, we got married at the Mavs game, but they lost and they literally quite literally had a ceremony on the floor. Starting at the bride position, please welcome Ellen Payat and her father, Matt Mark Payat. By the power vested in me and which 20,000 NFLs as witnesses, it's my delight to declare you husband and wife. Reed, you may kiss the bride. <laughs> I mean, uh, she, the, the bride, I will say this. If the bride gives the green light on that, then she's awesome and yeah. she's totally in with it. That's yeah. not something that happens without a 110% commitment from the bride. No, that, that is a great shout. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, a part of me, a small part of me listens to that and thinks, you know what? That's kind of awesome. Like uh, the the man who performed the ceremony, that was Mark Folliwell. He's the play-by-play announcer for the Mavericks. Yep. Like they have the, the PA announcer introduce the bride and her father like they're in the starting five. Like I actually – that kind of got me fired up. Like, all right, this is awesome. But I also think this, Chris, um, that's probably not a move you pull when it is like your first actual like wedding. Like if the bride and groom went to the courthouse and got officially married and maybe did like, uh, you know, a smaller reception for friends and family before doing this ceremony, I would get it. Or if they were like on their third or fourth marriage, I would get it. Uh, that that doesn't like I I kind of feel like your first wedding has got to be traditional. ceremonial, traditional yeah. ceremonial, and then you know whatever you do from there, you do from there. Um, but I will absolutely co-sign what you said. 
if the bride is into that, then you found yourself a good bride, my friend, because not only does she clearly enjoy sports and clearly, um, you know, enjoy the Mavericks is something that maybe you can do together. She's obviously got a really, really good sense of humor, and she's not going to be a bridezilla to the point where she's going to control everything that you do in the wedding. So uh, shout out to that bride. Shout out. Like, I, I, I thought that was really, really cool. I would never do that. I would absolutely never, ever in a million years do that. But um, if that's what they wanted to do and that was their thing, shout out to them. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned about the first or second marriage thing. They were a young, yeah. attractive couple. Yeah. This wasn't like, you know, a guy in his mid-60s and a woman in her, you know, no. late 40s who clearly had been through some stuff. This was the guy, you know, was sharply dressed, long hair. The the bride was beautiful. He bends her over like the classic Navy picture with the guy, you know, bending over his sweetheart coming home from war. It was it was a whole scene and they just looked like they were so into it and it looked like yeah. they were like well, they were around my age. The the Hawks did this a couple of years ago. They they had an infamous promotion of Swipe Right Night where basically they they told everyone set your tinder to like half a mile and start swiping and if you match with someone go to the the love suite or whatever which which is behind one of the baskets and you can meet who you swipe right on and the hawks provided i think flowers and i think they had some wine and stuff like that and there were quite a few kind of connections made that night Every single one of those couples was absolutely attractive, young, uh, good-looking. Like I, I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Like I go to watch games all the time. Where do these people sit? This is crazy. So like, it, there were numerous, very, very good-looking matches that came out of that night, and one of them got married. Wow! Uh, and Steve Coonan paid for the wedding. Uh, they had it at the arena, not during a game, uh, but they they had it in an empty arena. They put the floor down and everything. They had the wedding there. Hawks paid for all of it. Um, and I think, I want to say they're still together. But again, like another really good-looking couple. Um, so maybe NBA games are where it's at for, uh, you know, people who are on the look. Um you know, I, I've been married for almost 10 years now, so I, I haven't really been paying attention to it. But um, maybe that's that's the thing to do, the place to go. Well, I haven't been married ever. And I will say going to Hawks games and Atlanta United games and yeah. Falcons games and Braves games, uh, there's a strong field, Mike. Atlanta, uh, yeah. re- Atlanta no represents uh, well in terms of... No doubt. Of- and by the way, a really good place to take a date. Yes. A really, have, really good place to take a date. Because I've done many first things. You can control the level of conversation that you have. You know, and it's just long enough. Like a, a Hawks game's two and a half hours. Falcons game's usually about three hours. Atlanta United's about two hours. Braves, you know, with the pitch clock, maybe two and a half hours. Just long enough. You know, you can control the level of conversation you have. If you're not having fun, you tap out. And if you're having fun, you keep going. I uh, have used some of the 92.9 uh, accessibility in my favor 
Let's just put it <laughs> that way. Uh, you know, some of our very, very appreciated partners that uh, sometimes have a couple extra tickets for us. But I would say this, Chris, and I, I recommend this to you as a bachelor. If someone approaches you uh, and shows interest in you and their first question is, can you get free tickets to X, Y, or Z? That is a huge red flag. You know, it's so funny you said that, Mike. Um, so I am a fan of these dating apps. They're very convenient. Uh, yeah. I matched with somebody last week. And after being asked what I did for a living, their first question was, and I, I'm quoting this person verbatim, can you get Taylor Swift tickets? I will red literally flag. sell my soul to get Taylor Swift tickets. And I was like, well, well. I mean, <laughs> but... I don't think I can get them because that is way above my pay grade. That was my response. Well, <laughs> on one hand, that is a red flag. <laughs> but on the other but, hand. But, on the, but maybe an opportunity as well. So. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's something I may be uh, knocking on your door you know, when the concert comes around. Mike, can I you? Don't have, I don't have any Taylor Swift tickets. You, you're out can, of luck with me. Can you I'm pull sorry. some strings? Can we go downstairs to the eighth floor? Can we pull By the strings? way, a, a helpful hint. Helpful hint on that. Taylor Swift is NFL draft weekend. Just keep that in mind. Well, keep that uh, there, in go, mind. there goes that idea because yeah. uh, work work at this stage no, no, of no, my no, career. No, 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 hold on. I, I, I can get you the night off. That, that's not, But just <laughs> we are all so interested in the NFL draft. Let's just, you know, keep in mind where our priorities might lie. Like if you need a night off, you, I got you. You know that. But um, it's just it's a busy time for us uh, who love the NFL. It's like scheduling a wedding during a college football Saturday. Very puts true. people in a position where they have to make a decision. Or during uh, Super Bowl weekend, which I heard somebody did this weekend, which uh, yep. that's that's a technical foul that's right foul. there. That is a, that's a foul. <laughs> yeah. All right. And with that, that'll do it for the latest edition of the Off Air Podcast. Follow Mike Conti, the head honcho at Mike Conti 929. I am at C Thomas Radio. We will talk to you guys soon.